Hello, everyone, and welcome to the roadmap from Auto Finance News since 1996, the nation's leading newsletter on automotive lending and leasing. It's Monday, May 2nd, and I'm Joey Pizzolatto, joined by Amanda Harris and Whitney McDonald. This is our weekly wrap of what happened in auto finance for the week ending April 29th, 2022. In larger economic news, U.S. gross domestic product fell at a 1.4% annualized rate in the first quarter, following a 6.9% increase at the end of 2021. Looking ahead into Q2, the expectation is that trade and inventory deficits should get back on track and the economic growth should pick back up. In auto finance, Capital One, Ford Credit, and GM Financial all posted their first quarter earnings reports. In the quarter, Capital One's focus on digitization and its relationships with its dealers led to a 20% growth in auto originations, totaling $11.7 billion. GM Financial's originations also grew 8% sequentially to $8.1 billion, down 1.2% from the same period last year. The captive continued to see lasting inventory shortage effects as its supply on dealers' lots sat at 15 days and most of its new vehicle inventory remained in transit in the quarter. Ford Credit's profitability fell in Q1, which was expected as the captive also continued to battle supply constraints. Its U.S. and Canada Consumer outstandings fell 4.5% year-over-year and 1.4% sequentially to $54.8 billion. Although earnings before taxes fell and delinquencies inched up in the quarter, Ford still posted a positive portfolio reflected by strong lease residuals and credit performance. So far, consumer credit health has maintained a positive trend when compared to pre-pandemic levels across the industry. Also last week, we held our annual Auto Finance Risk and Innovation Summits in San Diego with hot topic uh, items, including automation, inventory constraints, data management, and migrations to the cloud were all top of mind. Amanda, you held down the fort and handled a lot of our conference coverage. Uh, can you tell us what the takeaways were from the, those lenders shifting towards automation? Yeah, um, so the biggest takeaway for me is that automation can mean a lot of different things. Um, it's kind of just what I got from the event. So um, some of the takeaways just ran the gamut of, um, for example, Hyundai Capital was increasing automation in their financing process, um, at least within the next couple of years, they're looking to automate more of the decisioning. Um, right now, they do have about 80% of their decisioning going through automatic channels. Um, that's up from 53, 50% three years ago. Um, they're looking to do more of that. Um, and that includes, you know, things like e-contracting and just um, using automation to decision loans that come in instead of doing all that manually. Um, but then other use cases for automation um, that we saw were, you know, using data and analytics um, to for risk management um, and, you know, decisioning as well. Um, so really automating more of that coming in, um, like using alternative data, using automatic you know, processes to bring in that data um, and then putting it where it needs to be uh, for decisioning and things like that. Um, and then we also saw just, you know, all kinds of use cases from um, like decisioning was the big one. Um, we saw Chase Auto also mentioned that, Wells Fargo, but also just automating the entire car buying, car buying journey. We know that's something that lenders are working towards. Um, and that also uses artificial intelligence. Um, 
like for example, using AI-based targeted offers uh, so that when customers are ready to make a purchase, they can see offers that are tied to what they're looking for. Um, they can see financing. We know like pre-qualifications are really big right now being talked about. Um, and then it's, it also is related to just migrating more to the cloud um, for your processes for loan origination and management. That's something being talked about a lot because you can easily um, scale those processes if you're hosting it in the cloud versus um, a lot of it being manual or hosted, you know, in a way that would take a lot of money, time, and effort to update. Uh, so this is some of these cases that I saw um, talking about automation and really just honed in that uh, that particular word can mean lots of different things in our industry, uh, but we're seeing lenders adopt pretty much every, um, you know, side of that that you can think of. Right, I'm glad you mentioned data management because, and just kind of understanding where your data is coming from, how, how you integrate that across your entire, uh, you know, business. Whitney, we, we saw a lot of talk about data management at the, at the summit, in both summits actually. So what, what's going on there? Yeah, before we got to San Diego, we knew that data management was top of mind. Our April fe feature actually focused on uh, data management, kind of using data for overall customer experience. Um, so you guys can check that out. But um, yeah, at the summit itself, we heard from Chase Auto's chief risk officer, Ajit Nala. He spoke at the risk summit and he focused on um, making the most of Chase Auto's internal data by just simplifying its process. So leveraging its data and analytics um, in that early on in the de decisioning process, not overloading consumers with questions, but making sure that they're asking the right questions. So that strategy of simplifying the, the use of data and also the collection of data is something that Chase Auto was focused on. Um, also Exeter Finance is migrating to the Microsoft Azure cloud to realign its IT and um, strategies with its corporate strategy. So moving to the cloud has just made their data management uh, more scalable um, with hopes to also bring faster integration capabilities. So they've been moving on. And then also, like I said, um, our April feature, just going back to that, was all on data management too. So lots of innovative processes came out. Um, I was able to be in San Diego in person for my first uh, live event. So it was exciting to see everything come together. And and it, yeah, it was great to be there and meet a lot of the attendees and speakers that came. Right. It was good to be back in person. We, you know, we, we had it in October, but yeah, that was still pretty, pretty close coming off closures. And I think everybody's really excited to get back out there and to, to network. Um, you know, the round, we brought the roundtables back. That was a huge success. We'll definitely continue to do that. Um, in the future but you know one thing that kind of was highlighted both at the conference and sort of in at a roundtable participation is is really sort of you know making sense of the changing compliance um landscape right and i i think the the main takeaway from that is the the cfpb has been much more vocal about um what they are what they're interested in what they want to see not happen um and you know, just today, actually, they released um, some supervisory uh, highlights that, again, focused on auto repossessions. And one thing that really came out of the conference that's important to note is for every one of our, our lender lenders out there, um, the CFPB has basically a laundry list of things that they're looking at. And this came out in their latest re, uh, their latest bulletin, not the one today, previously. Um, and 
really it's just for the first time ever we have in one place what the cfpb wants to see happen in the industry so if if our if our audience is going to take one thing away um on the compliance front is check that bulletin and just make it make your compliance um you know team aware of it um and use it um as a resource it it, it really will um help sort of kind of organize and prioritize what needs to happen in the coming year so i thought that that was really interesting as well one other important news announcement today the 2022 big wheels report is available um as always it provides in-depth glimpse of inventory trends by breaking down the percent of financing volume for new vehicles um, and the top 100 originations by total new and used uh volume um additionally the 2022 Big Rolls report includes uh, a phone survey of customer service representatives at the nation's 200 largest finan financiers. Uh, the reps were polled about whether a consumer could secure an auto loan with a non-prime credit score of 650 or a subprime cr credit score of below 550. Um, the results offer uh, Big Wheel subscribers a more comprehensive view of financiers in the market that about does it for our episode today thanks for joining us on the roadmap and follow us on twitter and linkedin and we will see you online at autofinancenews.net and here next time